0: Hey everyone, it's LaShonda from Labor's of Love and I am going to be doing a short series called Story Time. Not only is this an opportunity to share a little bit of my story, but it is leading up to one of my upcoming healing circles titled Sticks and Stones, exploring the words that became beliefs. You know, as human beings, so much of what we know about ourselves, about others and about the world around us is the information that we absorbed as children. And there have been things that have been said to us, things that have not been said to us, things that have been said around us that have been internalized as beliefs and worldviews that we are still playing out today. So um, the upcoming Healing Circle is an opportunity for folks to come together in community and strategically explore some of the stories that, we are holding and that we are living out and we don't even recognize that we are so in preparation for this upcoming healing circle I just wanted to share some things about uh, things that have been said to about or around me that uh, governed how I interacted in my life for decades and so enjoy the story here is my story for the day. This is a story about how yeah, I had to resist saying my life got turned upside down <laughs> and do the the first print intro. But this is in fact a story about how I came to believe that every negative thing that happened to me was my fault. So, um I was around 9 years old and Um, my really good friend at the time, um, as a matter of fact, um, if you've listened to previous story times, this, um, was the friend whose mother would use my good grades and intellect to, to speak negatively about her daughter. So, um, there's already this dynamic within this relationship that, um, yeah, that was challenging. But I considered her to be like one of my best friends at the time. And we spent a lot of time together. She would come to my house, I would go to hers. Um, I really liked going to her house because there were other kids in her neighborhood versus mine where there really wasn't. And so this was one of those times where I was like spending the weekend at her house and we were out playing with the neighborhood kids, but I needed to use the restroom. And one of those rules were, you know, you come back to her house, you don't go, we could play outside and we had like how far we could go, but you weren't going in other people's houses. So I had come back to her house to use the restroom. And as I was leaving her house to come back to play, I got swarmed by bees now, what I didn't know is that throughout the day, apparently some some kids in the neighborhood had been throwing rocks at a beehive that was in a tree in the in the um how, in the yard next door to hers. So as I was just walking down the street, the bees swarmed me. And I do remember being screaming and being hysterical. And it seemed, as though every person in the neighborhood like stopped what they're doing, came outside, like who was screaming, what was going on. And I was just trying to fight the bees off of me. So my friend's mom and aunt or grandmother and aunt came outside and was trying to like help me, you know. And I'm like probably like trying to swat at them too. The tag on my shirt I thought was still a bee. It was a mess. And so they got the bees away. And kind of got me to calm down. By that time, I had been stung by, I don't remember, about five to eight bees. I had gotten stung, mostly on my back. And so um, my parents were called to come get me because I had been stung so many times. Um, Her grandmother and aunt did a really good job of like, like nurturing me, calming me down. Um, Yeah, it was a lot. So when my parents got there... Um, I remember them walking me out to my parents' car. My dad stayed in the car. My mom was standing outside of the car and they told him what happened, including that boys in the neighborhood have been throwing rocks at the beehive. Um, and they suggested that I be taken to the emergency room just to make sure that I wasn't like allergic to bees or whatever. And so, you know, that feeling that some people, most people I think would be familiar with that after you've been like in hysterics, <laughs> like the calming down of that, you feel very worn out. I remember sitting in the back of the car on the passenger side. So I'm like looking at the back of my mom's chair, my dad's driving, we're on the way to the hospital. And I don't remember if we were saying much before this, but what I do remember is my mother saying, you probably got stung because you got all that gel in your hair. So when I was at home, I was not really allowed to alter my hair, especially at that age. Um, how she did my hair was how she did my hair. But when we were at my friend's house, her mom was much more lenient with different things. And so at this point, I think I had like geled my hair back into a ponytail. Um and so yeah, you probably got stung because you got all that gel in your hair. And it was in that moment when the the very prominent seed that would show up in my life was planted. When something bad happens, somehow I must have caused it. Because if I could cause bees to swarm me and sting me by something that I, you know, th- th- if I could have caused that, then imagine all the other things that would have happened. So again, if you're an avid listener to the podcast, um, several episodes ago, I talked about, I processed my um, experience of sexual assault that happened when I was 14. So when you think about what happened when I was 14, by this point, that's about five years for this belief to grow and grow and grow. So when sexual assault happened, well, I must have done something to cause it to happen. Because if bees stinging me was my fault, then clearly I must have done something for this thing to happen. And this theme would show up in my life. It still shows up in my life. I just actually know how to engage with it now. So, some examples might be if I send an email to someone that requires a response, and I haven't gotten a response in a reasonable time. There is a part of me, a nine-year-old part of me who will go, well, did we say it wrong? I wonder if we said it wrong. Did we not do? So she's constantly questioning what did we do or what did we not do to cause this thing to happen? If, um, if I show up for a session, this has happened either in person or virtually and whoever's supposed to be there is not there. I go, okay, let me check the calendar. What's happening? This nine year old part of me goes, We must have done something wrong. Did we get the date wrong? Did we get the time? Are we here? So there is this constant part of me that when something happens that is, um, that could be considered negative or, you know, whatever, she is constantly going, We must have done something to make this happen interestingly when good things happen in my life she don't show up (laughs) she doesn't come and be like we did that we must have we must have done something for that to have happened Mm -mm, she don't show up during those times but when it is something that you know can cause distress or something of that nature she is always there to try to figure out what did we do to make this thing happen And it's interesting because as my awareness of systemic oppression and all of these things grow, she's still there trying to figure out what she has done in order to make inequities or oppressive things happen. And so I found ways to engage with her, not to get rid of her. I don't want to get rid of her. She holds so much of my joy and my spontaneity, but she also holds this belief that when bad things happen, we caused it, and so I found ways to engage her when she shows up, and oftentimes before she has the opportunity to show up, to help ease her and re-narrate that story. And so that is what we are going to be talking about and working through in my upcoming healing circle, Sticks and Stones, exploring the words that beca- words that became beliefs. How can we recognize that some of these parts, some of these narrate these narratives will show up? but we can alter how we engage with them so we don't have to feel some of the same things that we felt before. So I'm highly encouraging you if you are interested in exploring what were some of the things that I've experienced in life that result in me responding this way or not responding that way. That is exactly what this healing circle is for. So check the link in the show notes to find more information and to sign up for the upcoming course that begins October 3rd. Until we connect again, you all be well.